Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm glad you've joined us again for day two with Katie J. Trent. We are talking this week about her new book called Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith Building Activities for Homeschooling Families. And this book is so much fun. It's really funny, actually. We got a review recently uh, for the podcast. And one of the things about getting reviews is that I always want to respond to the person who writes these reviews, but I can't. It doesn't ever leave an email or anything like that. It just says a name. So um, it, it actually just kind of their username. But this one I thought was really fun and I thought it was very pertinent to this conversation this week because here's what it says. It's a five-star review on iTunes and it says, I look forward to new episodes weekly. It's always the first I want to listen to. I've learned so much to help on our homeschool journey and it has helped me feel prepared for what's ahead as well as helped guide friends who are starting their journey. It's the first resource I recommend to everyone interested in homeschooling. The only drawback, in quotes, is that now I have quite a big list of books I want to read from all the amazing resources suggested. It has truly helped me on my walk as a homeschool mom, a wife, and a believer of Christ. Thank you for the podcast. Um, This is so much fun to get this message from someone, just this review. Thank you for taking the time to write that. If you guys haven't written a review for the podcast, we would love it if you would do that. It really does help to get the word out about it. But I I laughed out loud when I read the part that says, the only drawback is now I have quite a big list of books. Well, um, add this book to your list of books because it's beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. It's beautifully written. Again, it ties in Jesus and family and and the word of God and encouragement for homeschool moms. And so this is the perfect book for mom. And what I like about this book in particular is that as homeschool moms, we don't have a lot of time to read. We, we try to make time to read, but it's really hard to do that. At least for myself, I know it is. I love to read and I just don't have time always to sit and read a book that I want to read. And so it's a busy season for us. Well, this is not a book that you need to sit down and take a lot of time to read. This is a book that is just bring it into your kitchen, sit down with your kids, find a recipe, look at the devotional that goes with it, read the scripture, maybe memorize the scripture that goes with that week's devotion. There are 36 devotions for the 36 typical weeks in a homeschool year. And, you know, that could be your memory verse for the week or or passage that your family is memorizing together. And then make it a fun event to bake whatever recipe goes with that chapter. And, And Katie talked a little bit more about this in part one on Monday. So if you missed that, go back and listen. But this, this book really is a very encouraging, practical book for every homeschool family. And so I really do encourage you guys to get it. Um, Katie, I want to talk a little bit more about the book itself. And you you talk in it about building, about faith building and homeschooling and how those two things relate to one another. How do faith building and homeschooling relate? 
Yeah, I really see them as completely intertwined. I don't feel like you can separate one from the other. When you're doing it well, you're finding out that Jesus is in everything, right? When we're yeah. studying the world, every aspect of every part of our life, Jesus is intertwined and we can know him more and we can look more like him. And so this book really helps you to recognize that we don't have to have just a separate devotion time. Like devotion time is good. Don't don't stop doing devotion time. Sure. But recognize that all throughout the day, we have these beautiful opportunities to help our kids make those connections between what they're learning in the Bible and what they're experiencing in life. And that really helps them to grow and flourish. And so whether you're doing math or whether you're baking or whether you're doing family time, there is so much rich opportunity to help your kids grow their faith and grow your own faith at the same time. Amen. You mentioned on Monday that you had been a school counselor um, for quite some time. How did your experience as a counselor help you when you were writing this book? I think for me, it's recognizing just the power of the opportunity we have when we're spending that time with our kids. You know, when they're in a school system, you don't have any control over right. what they're learning or how they're spending their time. Or when, when a situation happens, you're not there to walk alongside them with it. Oftentimes you don't even know that it's happened. And so when you're homeschooling, you get the opportunity to say, oh, my, my kids are fighting. Let's take a pause. Let's use this teachable moment and let's grow together and address this. And let's talk about how Jesus would want us to respond in this moment. So you have that opportunity mm -hmm. in a way that you don't get in, in a typical school setting. Can you give me a more practical way that you do that through this book? Yeah. So each week has got your devotional, which is really more for mom. Like you could read right. it out to your kids, but it's really just like a mom. It's mom. mom shot in the arm. Yes, it is. It's going to get you excited and remember why you're homeschooling. That's going to help you. But then you've got the family activity, which is something quick and simple. I say no Pinterest necessary. <laughs> it is not some elaborate thing that you have to do, but you're coming together as a family for a few minutes to grow in your faith. You're having a conversation as you're baking to say, this is um, what we're learning and how we're growing and how the food that we're making ties into it. And so it just all comes together in practical ways. One week, for example, you're going to write your homeschool mission and vision statement because oh, wow. if you've homeschooled for any amount of time, you know that it's hard. And there are days that you want to quit. At least I know I have had days over the last five years where I've wanted to quit and I've wondered why I'm doing what I'm doing. But when you have that, that vision statement, you remember why you're doing it. And that motivates and encourages all of you to keep going forward through those hard times. So you're going to do that one week. You're going to talk about your dreams as a family. You know, you're going to do practical things that are helping you to grow and get to know each other better on a deeper level and kind of dive deeper than you normally would um, and have those conversations and explore questions and just kind of grow together. That's so cool. You talk about having a homeschool um, mission and vision statement. Not that I expect that you would know yours just off the top of your head, though. Maybe you do. Some people do. You know, some people really have their, you know, this is the name of our homeschool. And, and because in some states, you actually need to have like a specific name of what your homeschool is. Um, so some people have that, and then they've got their vision statement and their mission. Do you, how, how would you describe your mission and vision um, for your family and your homeschool? Do you have, you a, know, do you actually have a written mission and vision statement? 
So honestly, we cheated with our mission statement, I feel like, because we're part of classical conversations. Uh And so their mission is to know God and to make him known. And I think for us, when we decided to homeschool, that was really the heart is that we wanted our kids to really know who God is and to help spread the good news of the gospel all over the world. So we cheated, like we use that as ours. (laughs) Um, We live in Arizona, so I don't have a name. I've thought every year when we're filling out our little signs for first day of school, like we should have a really cool name. And so if you guys want to send me some cool names, we're still five years (laughs) in, have no name for our homeschool. Um, But we also, one thing that we do that's fun is we actually pray every year for a verse that God gives us to have as kind of our theme verse for the year. And so each year we pick a verse and it's amazing how God just sustains us through that verse throughout the year. So that's something that we do as well. You pick that together as a family? Mm-hmm. Yep. We pray and say what, see what verse and we read some verses and That is awesome. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Katie J. Trent. Um, Katie, you talked before the break about how you guys have every year you choose a verse for your family. What is your verse for this year? Yeah, this year's verse is actually Isaiah 43, 19. It says, listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. That is awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's been fun. He's he's doing new things with yeah. us. And so that's, you know, yeah. I just love the word of God is so powerful in that way. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. So what, um, as, you know, that's a neat memory. That's something that's so cool that you get to carry from year to year with your kids. As you are making memories with your kids, and thinking of this book in particular, I'm assuming that you've got some fun baking memories and things that you've done with them. What are some of your favorite memories that you have with them? So one memory that was fun is actually a baking fail. I was working <laughs> on the book and it was crunch time and I was like, oh, some of these recipes I haven't tried out in years. And so we were trying to bake them all and just make sure that everything was right. And we were in our old house. So we had this tiny little box, you know, kitchen and not enough room to move around. And my kids were there and we were trying to homeschool and somebody was asking me a question and I don't know, just the chaos of life. And so I'm trying to bake this and it was a double recipe because it was for a lemon loaf that you get to take to your neighbors and just bless people with. Oh, and as we're going through, somehow I forgot the eggs. And so I get them made and I'm putting them in the oven and they come out and they have just this very unique texture. And I know (laughs) <laughs> that it's wrong. And I'm like, what, what did I do? And I realized I forgot the eggs and my kids were like, I'm sorry. You know, and my husband, he tastes it and he's like, Oh, he's like, this actually is still really good. You could just call it vegan. And, um, you know, so we got a good laugh from that, but I, I wish that I could have just taken a picture of that. Cause if you're like me, oftentimes the baking part is so messy and it's chaotic and, um, sometimes it can be stressful. And so, yeah that was really just a picture of life. But at the end of the day, like we had such a good laugh and we'll always remember that time uh, where mom forgot the eggs and 
you know, we tried something new. They tried to keep it in the book, but I put the eggs in the book. So <laughs> that's funny that that's kind of like my meatloaf fail. I'm pretty sure I've told this story, but I made meatloaf once several years ago and I was out of the ingredients that I usually put in it. <laughs> so I looked at my pantry and I was like, well, there's a can of enchilada sauce. I bet that would work. And I poured a whole can of enchilada sauce. I don't know why. I just thought it would work. And it came out and it was just mush. It was disgusting. And so we had to throw it away. That was a lot of meat though. It was like two pounds of organic ground beef. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, but it was literally inedible. You could not, it was disgusting. And, we, uh, we've had a lot of fails. We have poop <laughs> cookies that they still remember where I oh, tried no. some gluten-free cookies that <laughs> just were not good. Um, so, yep, we do that a lot. And in fact, if you do the first book, recipe is on making cookies. You know, you're talking about being set apart. Uh, when we pulled it out of the oven, we did a recording for it. So we could kind of walk people through that recipe and leave it to my son, Jordan, to be like, it looks like a butt. It's a butt bomb. <laughs> and so your kids will probably do that too. I love it. Do you eat the dough? Cause that's the best part of cookie making, you know? Honestly, my daughter eats all my dough. I don't okay. usually get a chance to. So, oh. um, I'm a good mom and I, let the kids have that though. Sometimes I just bake by myself and I will say, even with this book, it is set up. So if you do not enjoy baking with your kids, you can bake a recipe and still have the conversation starter. Let them enjoy the treat while you talk about it. That's okay too. Yeah. Cause some kids may not like to bake themselves anyway. And mm -hmm. so that's one of the greatest things though, about homeschooling is that we get to know our kids. We know what they love. We know what they don't love. And so that's a really good point to make that if you have a child who does not enjoy baking, but they want to just sit at the kitchen counter and converse with you, that is perfectly acceptable. They don't have to be right next to you measuring out the flour and the sugar. They can be sitting across from you while you're doing the baking and just have that intimate time with mom. That's, you know, I, I love kitchen conversations and I love nighttime conversations with my girls where you, you know, I get to just snuggle up with them before they go to bed. And it seems like that's usually the time that they open up, but oftentimes, you know, during baking and cooking while we're making huge messes, and it's usually my girls making messes out of the kitchen. So really in our home, this would probably more likely look like my girls taking the recipes them making a mess and baking and me sitting at the kitchen counter talking to them while they're doing the baking. And while they're doing that, I'm eating the cookie dough because that's the best part of making Someday cookies. Someday when my kids grow up more, that is my life goal, Yvette. Yeah. I will be the one sitting and eating the cookie dough and they will do it all unsupervised. Yeah, it is. It is the greatest thing. I, you know, every time I have that little twinge of like, huh, it's raw eggs. Is this going to make them sick? But for, you know, 40 years of my life, I have eaten raw cookie dough and not once have I ever gotten sick from the raw eggs. So <laughs> I, think I think it might be an old wives tale. I'm, I'm, I'm not pretty convinced. sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Do you have a favorite recipe from the book? Oh my gosh. So I love so many of these recipes, but because it's fall right now, I will say that the pumpkin cake, it's the last recipe in the book. It is oh. probably like hands down one of my favorites. It's so delicious. And yet it's crazy quick. I mean, it's so easy and everybody asks for it at parties. It's delicious. And it's on, that's on how do we be good leaders and serve and how do we serve with a pure heart and stay connected, you know, pumpkin vine. I mean, there's so many things. That's what I love about this book is I'm just amazed at how much Jesus is in each little bit. Yeah. So cool. How did you come up with these recipes? Are they recipes that you actually came up with yourself? 
So you'll see when you read the dedication, and hopefully my mom's not listening to this because she does, well, she might have her copy by the time this comes out. She'll be <laughs> fine. Um, it's the, I actually dedicated the book to my mom because oh. my mom baked growing up. And that's one thing that I just always remember, especially around the holidays, lots of her baking and yummy treats and all the good things. And so a lot of them, she gave us one year for Christmas, a recipe book. She wrote down all these recipes that she'd had over the years and she turned it into a book for us. So I went through that for a lot of them. Um, some recipes for friends. And then also because I went through a time where I had to go gluten-free and gluten-free snacks were terrible. Like they cost a lot of money and the baked goods didn't taste very good from the grocery store. So I was determined to learn how to cook gluten-free and make those treats better. And so a lot of it was trial and error of taking recipes and tweaking them with what I had learned about gluten-free baking. So, okay. Very cool. So fun. Well, we are out of time, but we are going to come back tomorrow and we are going to finish this conversation talking to Katie J. Trent. She's the author of Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith Building Activities for Homeschooling Families. You guys check this book out. We will have all the links in the show notes and you can find out more about Katie at katiejtrent.com, right? Yep. All right. Find her there. Have a great afternoon and we will see you back here tomorrow. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.